Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome everyone to the latest edition of the Dogcast as we get set for the 2023 Tab Adelaide Cup final. My name is Luke Marchioro filling in for Brenton Yates and I'm joined by Todd Gray and Todd what a night of racing we've got lined up on Friday night. Uh, it is. Look, if you're only going to have one group one a year like we do in South Australia for Greyhounds, we might as well make it a good one. Um, oh, Adelaide Cup, it's it's Christmas time. Christmas in October for Greyhound Racing fans. Um, biggest race of the year and this year's field, brilliant. It's a fantastic field, isn't it? We've got the prizes here, we've got the rug, we've got the cup and no, it good. sets up for a fantastic spectacle on uh, Friday night. Yeah, I know you've still got that new cup kind of smell about it. This is probably the closest I'll ever get to an Adelaide Cup at the moment. But um, yeah, uh, Friday's going to shape up to be a brilliant one. It's got a lot of the fields like last year's kind of uh, final as well. The favourites draw in box five, roughly of the field in box eight. Uh, as last year showed, one thing Buzz Junkie did last year is it's given everyone hope. Last year, you know, it was 101 when he won the cup. So it is, anything can happen. He proved last year anything can happen in the big races. Absolutely. We've got a bumper dog cast today. We're going to preview review all the heats from last week we're going to speak with Ashley Griffiths we're going to speak with Brenda Oakey we're going to speak with Kel Greeno a really comprehensive preview of the race and we're also going to look at some of the other features on Friday night The Week in Review Our Week in Review is brought to you by the Fresh Prep Food Co proud suppliers of Gap SA and the Gap SA Prison Program and they're based right here in South Australia visit their website at thefreshpetfoodco.com.au for more information now, Todd, we had four fantastic heats of the Adelaide Cup on Thursday night. I think we'll break them down one by one. Let's and do it. We'll start with the first heat, which was taken out by Adhana Rico in 30.72 and was a bit of an upset beating the highly fancied Amron Boy. Yeah, look, I think saying upset's probably a little bit of an understatement, but again, anything can happen when it comes to racing and that. Uh, look, Adhana Rico was in the right place at the right time, but they bought Rico to um, make the Adelaide Cup final. They're in the Adelaide Cup final. And as I said, they've drawn box eight, buzz junkie, copy and paste last year. It could happen. Uh, look, he was still actually quite impressive. Even though, he, yes, he got the lucky run through and all that. I didn't mind the way he hit the line and all that. He's getting better every time he's seen the track now. Uh, and again, there's a bit of pace in this race, so it could be suited for a dog to kind of sit midfield and, you know, kind of hit the line okay for a potential podium finish for mine. Look, bit of a rough house affair. I think there's a few unlucky dogs in that race. Weblick Wolf was a bit unlucky for mine. Obviously, Amron Boy, probably the biggest upset not making the final and all that. One of the one of the star dogs we got over for the final, but in the wrong place at the, right, um, at the wrong time. Kind of got cut down um, on that first turn. And yeah, Rico just took advantage. Smart racer. When you speak to Ashley Griffiths, it said it likes to rail that dog. And it was out wide and it sort of was able to avoid a little bit of that trouble on the first turn and mm. sort of posied up into a really nice spot going down the back. Yeah, well, that's for me, that's field sense. And field sense in greyhounds is something you just, you can't train. Dogs either have it or they don't. They either know they can go inside or outside a dog, handle themselves when they have a little bit of traffic or some dogs just... You know, they just try to go through everything. So I like the way Adhana Rico handled himself in the field. Again, we can talk about, you know, being in the right place at the right time. But again, he handled himself brilliantly. And if he can do that in the cup, if there is any kind of argy-bargy, he could he could walk away with group one. And Ashley will be all smiles. It was a great race. It was a really mm. even race. I think it was about a length separating about five or six yeah. dogs down the back straight. I thought Weblack Wolf was the hard luck story. It just... Got a little check on Amron Boy and, uh, from uh, Agent 99 on that first tournament. If it gets across, it should probably get some clear running and wins that race. Oh, I'm very glad you said that. I could not agree more with you. I know a lot of people are saying Amron Boy was the unluckiest run in the race. No, I think Webleck Wolf was just as unlucky. And it was because of Agent 99, which honestly, again, like you said, the first four dogs, Agent 99 ran a great race. Forget the time and all that. Again, was 
Oh, surprise leader for mine. And, but yeah, Weblick Wolf, dreadfully unlucky. That was the kind of black booker from the heats. And then Dasher Blue as well finished yeah. off really well for Richard Pierce as we expected it to. So yeah, we spoke with Ashley last week and here's some of what she had to say. Ashley, um, talk us through the emotion of making an Adelaide Cup final as such a young trainer. It's a really significant achievement and you must be really excited by the opportunity. Yes, I am. Um, I never actually expected to be in an Adelaide Cup. Um, I was definitely very shocked and emotional after last night. Um, yeah. It was a really strong heat and a really awkward draw, but it was able to muster through and you know, put itself in the race from a pretty difficult position against a pretty hot field. Yeah, we weren't too happy when the draw came out. We definitely wanted the rail. Um, but he actually worked well from being in box eight and stayed out, and I think that's what won him the race. Do you think, so obviously it was its third or third look at South Australia last night in a race conditions. How much do you think that helped it going against a dog like Amron Boy, which hadn't had a look before last night? Um, yeah, so that was only his actual fourth look. He's only had yeah. one trial. Um, we are happy with his first start in SA. It was a slow time, but he got that many checks in the run. Um, and then he's improved in his time again, like the week after. Didn't win, but... Um, and then going into last night, he just was more comfortable on the track. So I think he's getting used to it now. And you've had a fantastic year. You climbed the SA Distance Championship back yeah. in April. You've won the, the Murray Bridge Straight Track Cup. You made the National Straight Track Final with Cash on Delivery and now an Adelaide Cup Final. It's been a pretty meteoric rise and you've had some really good chases across the year. Yeah, definitely had a really good year this year. Um, didn't expect any of it, but we've just had some good dogs come through and they've just been at their prime right at these races. So, Talk about it, Rico. How did you come into that dog? Obviously, it was a, had some strong interstate form, and you know, how yeah. did it, you end up with it in, here in South Australia? Um, well, we heard he was for sale, and then my partner actually just offered a price, and then we ended up picking him up when we went over for the nationals. We picked him up on the way home. So. And it's been a really good. It seems like it's already paid dividends with the investment now to have it in, you know, an Adelaide Cup final and yeah, well and truly in the race again. Yeah, he's definitely already paying his way, so that's all we can ask and he's doing well. Obviously you and Cameron, you know, have got dogs together and it was a really special yeah. moment in the hug last night yeah. after the race <laughs> and you must be, you know, tell us a little bit about him and, you know, how excited you are to do it together and, you know, do it with him. Um, yeah, we're so excited. We've only been doing it, I think, maybe two years together. Um, we met through the dogs a few years ago, um, so it's really good that we can do it together now and we've got our own property and set up, so it's exciting. And do you dare to dream about winning an Adelaide Cup? Are you, you know, do you think about it now that it's a, you know, you're one of eight dogs in the race and it's a quality field, but you're in with a chance? Yes, um, definitely dreaming about it now and it's so close, <laughs> but I never thought of winning one beforehand. And do you think box eight again, you know, with a lot of speed on the inside, you can sort of avoid a bit of the trouble potentially? He's definitely going to struggle being out wide. He wants the rail, but we're just hoping if he stays out wide and there might be a bit of bother, he can just swoop around them. Now we move on to heat two, and heat two was taken out by Mapunga Smokey for Jeffrey Britton and another really impressive run uh, from a wide draw as well. 
Yeah, box eight bandit for mine, Mapunga Smokies. Made it very intriguing in the final drawing box two. I think it's going to make life very tricky for big energy. Uh, used box eight to absolute perfection. Those splits as well. 529, it can, I reckon can get out better than that in the final. And again, it was going to be one of the main kind of contenders going to the post for the first time. But it's the splits after that which really impressed me in the run home. 3023, that's no slouch time at all. Uh, launch code running second was a brilliant one, being first up for a good little while as well. But yeah, Mapunga Smoky just drawn to perfection in the heat not so much in the final we saw that um, we saw with Mapungus Monkey that uh, that derby form coming behind Scalacci saw it in the first heat with Weblet Wolf and I thought uh, in the second heat with Mapungus Monkey it really didn't have a lot of luck in that derby final and was really good on uh, Thursday night getting around the back and made some really good times as well with that clear running yeah, again, it's it's kind of for me. It's one of those kind of little perfect dogs. Uh, does every does everything right. It's got you know handy manners, good acceleration, and you know good last sex and strength as well. Uh, it, it really it is a main serious contender in the final again. But I would have much preferred it from a wider draw. And launch code um, as well. First look, I think it's only going to get better from that. Hasn't run for a while, but it was sort of good to the first post and sort of put a bit of a way to the myth of the silent lure and some of these dogs struggling first up in Adelaide. Yeah, look, I can't remember off the top of me, Bold Bonds, how long it had off from the track, a little bit of a spell and all that, being first up. So there's a few question marks on launch code. Didn't lose any fans for mine. Stuck with Mapunga Smokey all the way. And again, its own time was in the 3040s. You know, again, will only be better, can only be better for that run. Uh, box seven, I don't really mind the draw for it because it's, it's got Rico and Cracker Jack Bull on either side. So not a heap of early speed. So good chance to kind of put itself in a handy position. And it's kind of a, I think the odds of it in the final were pretty accurate. But yeah, launch code again, that was again, a little, just a, another little tiny black booker from the heats. And they were probably the two standouts from that heat. Mm. I think it was a, a pretty wide open affair. But yeah, Mapunga Smokey, was definitely a standout there. Uh, it was. Um, probably a little shout-out, just a little one to finish Jewel in that. Uh, again, just a dog on the rise for um, um, Lauren Harris and Ryan Tugwell. Ran, ran third, hit the line pretty well for that. Um, I know it was beaten a fair way too, but, I mean, it was beaten a fair way by pre two pretty handy dogs. So that was kind of just the one little keep in the back of your head, um, you know, well done to SA for that, for that heat. Absolutely. Moving on to the third heat now, and we've got... Uh, that was taken out by Big Energy in 30.03, and really sounded a warning shot towards Scalacci uh, heading towards a final. It was a really impressive run and improved again from its uh, match race time the week before. Oh, it was when, when Big Energy went straight to the front. Uh, all I was waiting for was when it crossed the finish line to go straight back to that semaphore board to see the time it went. Uh, I, I was honestly thinking we could see the 30-second barrier broke here. I mean, it was only half a length off it. Uh, it is a serious dog. Uh, big energy, big motor, but... Or it could not be drawn worse in the final for mine with Mapunga Smokey drawn in two. Uh, again, it's kind of the enigma dog. You don't know, your kind of fate will, heart will be in your mouth as soon as the boxes go up to see where he's going to be going to the post and on that first turn. But yeah, look, 520 to the post is pretty handy as well. But I just think he's going to get a few dogs kind of land in his lap on that first turn. But yeah, he, look, the Grinos, they were unlucky with how she's fast in the final last year, but uh, they've come back again. They're going to be a serious chance, but I think it's going to be a bit feast or famine with big energy in the final. I just think it's, if it's close enough, it's going to be strong enough to run over the top of them. I think it's probably the strongest finishing dog in this mm. field, I think, as well. And I think it really showed that, you know, being able to pull away and uh, really, you know, win that heat pretty convincingly on Thursday night. Yeah, well, look, the last section, I'm just like, what was it? What was its last section? Something, unbe um, something unbelievable. Probably the best of about doing a cheat and having a little look now probably the best last section of all the heats and all that but again I just think it's going to have a little bit of traffic so it's going to have to do it the hard way but it has proven that it can do that it's not one of those dogs where it has to lead to win and if it happens to pull out another 520 or in the 518 517 to the first split it could be making me eat crow and go straight to the front Kel Greeno was pretty uh, quiet on its uh, chances on last Thursday night when we spoke to him here's a little clip of that 
here with Kel Greeno after Big Energy stopped the clock at 30.03 in the third heat of the Adelaide Cup. And Kel, a really impressive run. You must have been really happy with that. Yeah, look, um, you never know from box six what's going to happen. So the fact that he got out and cleared him was probably better than I expected. It's gotten better and better with its each look at Angle Park. And um, it seemed to really get the little, get the start right tonight. And made a really good jump and uh, gave, him, gave himself plenty of running room. Yeah, I think um, Adelaide's definitely about that. And the more you're here, the better you go, because at least you're getting used to that situation, which we haven't got in Melbourne. And he's probably handled it quite well. He's handled the trips better each time. So. Yeah, look, uh, looking forward to the final. We just got that big Scalacci to try and beat. That's all. And obviously, you know, you know, you know, stranger to the Adelaide Cup, but you must be looking forward to next Friday night and taking on Scalacci and some of these other dogs that should progress through to the final. Absolutely, Adelaide Cup is always high on our agenda when we're trying to win a race. So, just great to be back here, and the people are so great and nice and uh, friendly. So, couldn't ask for anything better. You can see he's still definitely a little bit worried about Scalacci after hearing those comments, but I just think it's it's going to be firmly in this race. And uh, it's important to touch on the run of Fiorano as well for yes. Brenda Rokey, the South Australian hope, and produced a really, really fantastic run and a dog that just keeps continuing to improve. I have nothing but positive things to say about Fiorano since it's come to South Australia. It has just improved every every single start and continues to do so. And if there happens to be an absolute boil over in the final, it could be Fiorano. Fiorano could get that ideal run that saloon passage to the first turn if the two runs a bit runs a little bit wide something could get the gun run and it could be Fiorano and if it does honestly uh, the Martians on Mars will be able to have a look out and see Brenda Oakey smile from there you, her pearly whites will be gleaming from here to Timbuktu if it happens to win she was so happy just making the final I can't imagine oh, oh be careful if she wins the final to go 30-37 after going really well in the match race against Panama Pepper the week before and what was a really early speed in that match race to be able to hang tough on that corner and really didn't take a you know uh, big energy didn't pull completely no. away from Ferran. It was able to stick on pretty strongly and does bode well if it continues to improve heading into this final this Again, week. Couldn't lose any fans, Fiorano. Like you said, just big energy wasn't drawing away in those closing stages as well. And the match race when it beat Panama Pepper was br like just brilliant. I I gave it. I gave. I okay, gave Fiorano none going down the back straight. Uh, incredible last section finish. And I still I still don't think we've seen the best of him. I think he can get down to the thir high thirty twenties. You know now is. Are there dogs that can run better than that? Yes, there are. But again, I think if there's going to be a lucky run in the race, I think Fiorano is going to get it. We spoke with Brenda Oki last week. Uh, take a listen to some of that. So, Brenda, just talk us through the emotions of last night, sort of a, a day removed now. How, how does it feel to have a runner in the Group 1 Tab Adelaide Cup final? Oh, it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I'm still buzzing. It's just, it's a dream come true. It's not, it's not something you even think will happen this quickly. Um, and, yeah, I'm just so excited been a pretty remarkable um, improvement over the last month for this dog and it's been fantastic since it's come over into South Australia for you. Tell us a little bit about how it's ended up in your kennel and sort of what the process has been over the last couple of months. Well uh, yes he came across he'd, he'd had a, a foot injury and um, whilst he'd been going really well interstate um, the, the foot injury obviously set him back a bit and um, I, actually, I'm fortunate enough to train a, another dog for the gentleman in the syndicate that own Fiorano. Um, and so they got in contact and asked whether or not they could send him over and um, just, just see how he goes um, with his recovery and give him a few runs and, and, and just see how he comes along. And he's just, he's just come along in leaps and bounds. He's, yeah, he just doesn't do anything wrong. 
It's six race victories, two seconds, and a match race victory since it's come over to South Australia, I think in 10 starts. It's been a pretty incredible, you know, when did you think that you had a special dog? How early when you started training it? Oh, the first day I slipped him. I brought him uh, here to Gawler and slipped him from the puppy boxes, and he hadn't had a start, uh, hadn't had a hard run for months, and he went 13.64 from the puppy boxes, which here is, is, is a pretty good run. So yeah, at that point, I knew that this this dog is really special. He also came with with uh, you know everyone's got a very high opinion of the dog coming over. And what I'd seen, obviously, he was a really good dog. But to, once you got your hands on him and saw it, it was just awesome. And then the match race on the Thursday previously against going up against Panama Pepper, um, did it take a bit of convincing to think it could win a race of that quality? Or oh yeah, I was. I mean, it's it's obviously um, it's obviously a big ask of any dog to go into something like that. Um, and, uh, and I've got enormous respect for the dog and, and I really, uh, I was, I was, I just thought it'd be a great opportunity to, to put him to the test and, and yeah, he, he was fabulous. And then second in the heat to Big Energy was a fantastic run and 30-37, how much quicker do you think this dog can go? Uh, I think he, he's probably got a little bit more in him. Um, now that he's racing with these dogs and he's racing against faster dogs, he's being forced to work a bit harder early um, and then in those middle splits. So he, he just keeps stepping up to it. I do believe there's a little bit in it, but we'll have to wait and see exactly how much. But it was a quality, it's a quality field next Friday night. But obviously Buzz Junkie was the Cinderella story last year. Do you think you can be that this year? Are you daring to dream of cup success? Oh, you'd have to, you'd have to, you've got a dream. You've, you've got a ticket, you've got a ticket in the race, so yeah, there's eight dogs and there's eight chances. But it's, it's certainly high class, certainly high class race, but you never know, fingers crossed. So Big Energy and Fiorano progressed from that heat. I also thought the run of Dolly Dutton was pretty eye-catching yep. as well. So the Queenslander, who trialled quite well on the night with the, uh, the strong wind conditions here, West Galachi, uh, sizzled around the track. It um, improved again as well from box one. It probably didn't have a lot of luck in that race, and I think it'll be one to watch out for in the consolation this week. Yeah, I agree. Didn't didn't really use box one to its full advantage, but again, pretty handy field to, you know, you can't really afford to miss the kick uh, when you're running against dogs like Big Energy and Fiorano, etc., and all that. But no, I didn't lose any fans, hit the line pretty well. Drawn a, li drawn a little bit sticky in the consolation, but now that it's seen the track under race conditions as well, should just be better for it. Moving on to the final heat, and it was taken out by the Jason Thompson-trained transponder who went quicker than its match race and, uh, in a time of 30 and 17 and was uh, very impressive from box seven. Uh, yep, this is the best drawn dog in the final. Obviously, box one always helps with anything, but again, a wide runner in two. Uh, look, this is the one my heart's telling me is the one to beat in the final transponder. I really liked what I saw from it, and I... Look, I think it's every chance to be able to punch up and hold the pole in that first turn. And if it does, again, it's going to be running in the 30 and 10s. It's hard to run down a dog running that time. So that's kind of my on-top selection early days for the um, final. But yeah, and Jason Thompson, his trophy cabinet speaks for itself. He knows how to get him prime for the big races. That 520 to the first post was just electric. And I was able to cross the field with a pretty early speed in it as well. And it was a really impressive run. And um, the other one, the one that finished second, Cracker Jack Bull, first look and for Jordan Cooper, probably not a name that people really know, but was a pretty impressive run over um, coming off the back of some regional group form in Victoria. Yeah, you know what? This is the dog I probably knew the least about of all the all the interstate dogs that came over for the um, for the heats. This is the dog I had to do a little bit of a Google on and watch some replays and everything. I didn't know too much about it, but the way it hit the line was 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 brilliant. Uh, 
it's probably a chance at multiples if that for hit, hit, is you know hitting the line like that again in the final two. And I, I, we have to give I will give a little shout out for the dogs that ran um, third and fourth in that race. Could be King and Departed. I mean, could be King probably over two or three more strides would have got. You know, would have been right in there for the silver medal and a spot in the final. Um, and departed being first up again, bit of a bad draw. But again, I didn't mind its first run there as well. But uh, Crackerjack Bull, look, that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the bit of the unknown quantity for me in the final. I still don't really know too much about it. But from what I saw in the only start here last week, I like it. It's going to improve, I think, on that run. We've seen it with a lot of these greyhounds that have come through the match race and through the heats as well. They've seemed to got quicker every time. So might have a little bit more improvement mm. in the, even in a hot field. But, yeah, it's going to shape as a really interesting race after those heats. Uh, yeah, Could Be King as well was a fantastic it one was. too for Ben Rawlings and was pretty unlucky to just miss out. Swooped home down the back and its run home was fantastic. Yeah, consider I still class Could Be King as kind of a box seven, box eight dog, a wide runner and all that. I think he handled box one quite well. Another dog who's got a, a fair bit of like bit of smart when it comes to field sense and everything too. And it's still, I think a lot of people forget just how young he still is. He's still got a lot of like growth in him as well, Could Be King. And he's drawn, he's drawn the cherry in the consolation as well so he'll be right into betting for that well that's our comprehensive review of the heats and now we look ahead to the final and all the action on adelaide cup night this friday night the preview the preview is brought to you by the 2023 tab adelaide cup this friday night october 6 it's going to be a fantastic night on course We've got kids entertainment, we've got live music, there's still some very limited hospitality spots left, Todd, and it shapes up as a really fantastic night of racing on Thursday, uh, Friday night. Oh, it's going to be... It's got to be gold, no matter where you go. Even just general admission, gold coin to get in as well goes to the Little Heroes Foundation. Uh, we're going to have plenty to do for the kids and all that. Obviously, the Gap Dogs will be here as well. So if you want to bring your, you know, bring your kids down to meet virtually the four-legged variety, please do. Um, they're getting plenty of food, plenty of drink, and the atmosphere should be electric. We've got four, four features for tonight as well and a pretty handy support card. Uh, there's got to be an on-course bookie, TAB facilities. Uh, it's just, it's just it's got, it should be going off. Oh, and Mr. Buzzy as well. It's going to be a fantastic night. For yeah. more information, visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au. Plenty of information there and still some chances to book some packages. Now, Todd, it's going to be a really fantastic night on Friday night. The Friday night Adelaide Cup's been a bit of a fixture for the last few years. Mm. And a few changes this year with the way it's going to be panning out with the Quaddy being races 7, 8, 9 and 10 and the Adelaide Cup being a little later on the card in race 10. Now, that's to align with some of the Sky Racing coverage as well and to work in with the Million Dollar Chase. But we're going to have to see a fantastic night of racing nonetheless. Yeah, oh look, it makes all the sense in the world for myself. I mean, we only get one group one a year. We want it to be on, want it to be on Sky One. We want it to get the hype. We want it to get the, all the attention that it deserves and everything like that as well. Uh, a nice little bit of preamble and everything too. Um, so yeah, I'm I fully and of course being the quaddy leg being the last leg too. You want it to be the main race of the night as well, especially a race with this much depth into it. So yeah, it makes all the sense in the world having um, having the final being race ten. Yep, it's going to be a fantastic night. Well, let's crack into some of these features. Let's start with. The SA Country Cup. Now, a six-dog field, but plenty of talent here. So I'll run through it quickly. So race, uh, sorry, box one, Universal Value, um, representing Gawler in the final there. Federal Fernando from box two for Murray Bridge for trainer Dave Peckham. Kiora Lad also coming from Murray Bridge for Lauren Harris from box four. Box five is Whiskey Chaser for Tracy Price from Mount Gambier. Box seven will be Spartan Brave for Lachlan Mill coming through the Mount Gambier qualifier and Doonan in box eight for Ben Rawlings coming through the Gawler qualifier. Todd, talk us through this one. How do you see this race panning out? 
Oh, I'm really intrigued to see how this goes because there's, again, a few dogs here which are kind of still a little bit foreign to Angle Park at the moment, but that's the whole point of the Country Cup. Uh, look, for me, I've got two and four bracketed here. I think Federal Fernando is going to be my on-top selection. I think that's going to be your early leader here. Uh, it and Universal Value are going to be kind of vying for the first term, but Universal Value hasn't been here for a little while, and I really like what I saw from Federal Fernando last start. It's won, it's won its last few, obviously. And Kiora Ladd... It was on the cusp. It nearly made my dog to follow for the month. I really like what I've seen of Kiora Lad. It's the most um, inexperienced dog in the race. But what I really liked is they stepped it straight up to the 500-meter journey. And when it won its heat, it was kind of a, a boy running against men, if that makes sense. Gave up a lot of race experience to the rest of that field. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how Kiora Lad's kind of career follows on from here. I think that's going to be the kind of the, the dog to kind of follow from all these heats. Uh, so Federal Fernando would be my on-top selection. And Kiora Lad... I can't, you can't tip them all. Two, two online, Federal Fernando. Yeah, I was really impressed with Federal Fernando last week in that in the Open Company race, beating Springvale Bray, who's been in really good form. And at a first look, I think it's only going to get a little bit yep. better than that. I quite like Spartan Brave in this race, to be honest. I think with a little bit of room, and it's going to be a really strong finishing dog. It's had some success here in Angle Park before as well for Lachlan Mill. And I think it's one of those dogs that's going to be a bit of an improver and like the Angle Park track. Mm, and of all the dogs, he would definitely have seen Angle Park the most. Out of all the dogs in the final, Spartan Brave would have the most track experience, the most race starts, trials, and that as well. So, uh, again, I just don't know... Don't know what's going to be happening on that first turn. I think maybe Dunan could kind of lean in a little bit on Spartan Brave to that first turn. But yeah, you're right. When it comes to strength, this race could. I mean, if one and two happen to burn each other out, you'll be looking at a run-on dog for mine. And that could end up being like Cura Ladder or Spartan Brave. Dunan, I don't really know too much about. He seems to be either very good or kind of a little bit average at best. But when he puts his best together, I mean, his, his run at Gawler when he won, he shanghaied the lids and was brilliant. And Whiskey Chaser is the dog I know the least about of all this. I know it flies at Mount Gambier as well, but it's the one I know the least about. So, um, yeah, Spartan Brave, look, as you said, if there happens to be a run on dogs, Spartan Brave will probably be the main one, but it needs to dodge the eight at Box Rise. I think it's a fantastic race. I think there really is six chances in this race. It's going to be a really <laughs> even betting race, and I think there's a really good chance early on the night for people to find some value in this race where probably all six chances, you wouldn't be surprised if they all came away with a winning hope. Yeah, look, not, not even just saying that. It's not cliche or anything, but I could not put the line through any of those six finalists. You've got that bang on. Yep, so I'm going to go with Spartan Brave in that race to beat Federal Fernando. I'll have Doonan to finish third. I think it's another one that's had a few looks at Angle Park. And then I'll have Kiora Lad to run, uh, to run fourth and that round out the first four there. So I think it's a pretty open race and one to one to get people's interest early on in the card. Yep, that is, uh, it is. No, it is a pretty handy first feature first. My numbers will end up being two Federal Fernando to beat four Kiora Lad, seven Spartan Brave. And I'm going to put in number one Universal Value in for fourth because if the two don't lead, it will. Now, moving on to the Adelaide Cup Consolation, which is race five. It's going to be the first night of the first race of the night on Sky One, and what a fantastic consolation this is for the uh, the Adelaide Cup. So we'll run through the field quickly. So box one could be King for Ben Rawlings. Box two Springvale Rex for Gavin Harris. Box three Webleck Wolf for Jeffrey Britton. Box four Dasher Blue for Richard Pierce. Box five Dolly Dutton for Andrew Monaghan. Box six Agent Nine Nine for Ben Rawlings. Box seven Soda Savile for Paul Fagan, and box eight Buzz Junkie <laughs> for Kia Hurley. Uh, what a fantastic race this one looks out to be. It is. Uh, we all know what happened last time Buzz Junkie had box eight at Angle Park. It happened to win a group one race. Uh, this is this is gold. We just talked about a few of those dogs before. Like Webleck Wolf was, in my my opinion, a moral beaten in the heat. Dash of Blue lost no fans. Dolly Dutton was good. Could be king. Very unlucky to not even be in the final, potentially. Uh, again, Buzz Junkie won it last year. So does Seville. 
very dour type. And Agent 99, just a real surprise packet last week in leading. I know it ran fourth, but it was it was right up there to the first turn. So you, again, you can really almost make a reason for any of these dogs to at least make the podium in this race. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a it's in a race where the box draw probably doesn't help a lot of these chances. No. The, a lot of the speed is to the outside in this race with Dolly Dutton, uh, Soda Savile and Agent 99 are all good beginners and they're drawn 5, 6 and 7 in this race. So I, just think it, I, I do think it opens up the door for Weblet Wolf. I think it's going to burn off uh, Could Be King and Springvale Rex in 1 and 2 and I think it's probably going to lead and if it does lead and get clear running out in front, it's going to take some catching, I think. Yep. Copy and paste exactly what you just said. Weblet Wolf will be my on top selection here again. Very unlucky not to be in the group one feature. Um, I'm going to dash a blue for mine. I think we'll get a great run with it. I think, this, like you said, the three should be beating the one and the two out. Uh, going to the first turn, I won't be surprised if it leads and kind of dash a blue follows it over six seconds, run second for mine. Uh, and again, the probably the dog which is poorly drawn here is Dolly Dutton. I think the six will get it right at the start. Unfortunately, just land right in its lap. Uh, could be King will be my uh, third selection for the run-on type. And I'm going to put Agent 99 in because, again, it just it really impressed me in the heat. So my numbers in that race will be 3, 4, 1, and 6. And, again, I'm leaving out some pretty handy ones, but you, you, you can't tip them all. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Weblet Wolf on top as well. I think it's a really good race um, for it. I think it boxes up really nicely. It's drawn really well. I've got Dolly Dutton second. I think it's going to get over from box five, mm -hmm. and I think it can sit nicely behind Weblet Wolf. And uh, I think that'll be in my second selection i've got could be king on top uh, running third i yep. think it's another one as well it's going to run on really well and it was pretty unlucky not to be in the final after last week's run so that's another one to watch out for and i'm going to throw buzz junkie in for fourth to round out the first four box eight maybe it can rekindle a bit of its magic and find some of its best form but again a really fantastic consolation and probably goes to the quality of the adelaide cup field to have that type of field running around in the consolation as well Oh, it was like if you were if if that happened to be even just the final itself, you wouldn't be disappointed. So it's well and truly living up to being a decent consolation there. Pretty handy money there too. But like you said, that's it's a really intriguing race because you you as you said, you can't say that the draw favours any particular dog there. And with all the speed kind of being in the middle and out wide too, that run to the first turn, you're not sure what's going to be kind of cutting over and all that again. Surely Weblick Wolf can't be that unlucky two weeks in a row. But uh, I think it it is the one to beat. And yeah, Dash of Blue for mine. It's I think Richie Pierce has done a great job with this dog, Dasher Blue. If you go back and watch its early career too, it's uh, I can't believe it's ended up get, gotten getting to the stage where it is. So full credit to them. And yeah, could be King, dog on the rise. Yeah, it could be King and Dasher Blue. Probably the two stories of the year in SA Greyhound yep. Racing beside Fiorano. They both won some features and both had some really good form over the five... 5.30 and the 5.95 metre distance. So those two dogs will be well and truly in this race. So it shapes as a really interesting uh, consolation on Friday night. Now... Moving on to the distance feature, the 2023 Premier's Cup. Um, this really shapes as another really interesting race. Probably a race in three, but again, we'll run through the field quickly here. So Under Siege for Don Turner in box one. Moraine Susie, the interstate dog mm. for Brendan Purcell in box two. Zipping Neutron for Tim Aloisi in box four, um, going super at the moment. Uh, Zipping Senorita for uh, Cameron Forshaw and Ashley Griffiths in box five. Box seven will be Fantastic Radley for Liz Chegia, the uh, old-timer yeah. there. And box eight is Katrina High Kick for Darren Camparelli. Um, Todd, how did you see this one? It's a really fantastic race and probably Zipping Neutron's biggest competition for a few weeks. 100%. Uh, I didn't know what this field was going to look like. And when it came out and I saw Marianne Susie in there, I just went, oh, hang on. I was not expecting to see a dog of that quality virtually in this race. Um, Zipping Neutron's going to have its be biggest test so far, but it's hard to pot a dog which has just got a picket fence for form and has been 
won every race over except for one, I think, over to 700. Uh, look, Radley is the one I'm really looking forward to as well. It's been a while since we've seen him over to 730 trip, but he's he's ready. He's ready if you ask me to. Um, again, it is a race in three for mine. I think virtually, unless there's some argy-bargy, I think the gold, silver, and bronze have all been decided. But as for the order, look... Oh, I got to I'm going to be I'm going to be disloyal to SA here. I'm um, Morian Susie. I is going to be my on top selection. I've seen some well we've all seen some of these dogs this dog's runs. Uh, massive massive when it go when it goes at 100 it is brilliant. Um look the one's not going to be very fast out so Morian Susie's going to have every chance to be kind of in a handy spot and zipping neutron stays a bit wide every chance to rail up. Uh, I am still going to put Zipping Neutron in for second, and I, oh, I could not split um, Neutron and Radley, but I got to stick with the dog, which I, you know, which is proven over to 700 right now, and I feel so bad and disrespectful saying unproven with um with Radley, but he's a bit of the unknown stepping up to the 700 for the first time in a while. Um, Radley in for third too, but oh, it's I've got such a soft spot for this dog. If they happen, if he happens to win, I will not. I would not be sad at all. And in for fourth, under siege, bit of an underrated stayer for mine. He's, he's very honest, very dour, always gives 100%. Chapes is a really interesting race. I have Zipping Neutron on top. I think this field's actually really suited to it. I think it's been at its best when it's had dogs to chase. And mm. we saw that when it broke the track record down at Mount Gambia, chasing in the bug for most of that first lap of that race. I just think it's a dog that is going to get better with something in front of it and being able to chase it down. And we haven't seen that for a while and it's still been running really good times. So I've got Zipping Neutron on top. I just think that that's going to, it's just the home track. And I just think it's build, been building to something really special. And I think all eyes will be on the clock on Friday night. I think it's going to be shaping up oh. to run a really, really good time in this race. And um, I've got uh, Moraine Susie coming in second. I think Fantastic Radley will run a really big race as well. Um, they've been building this dog up over. We've gone 5.30, 5.95, 6.80 at Murray Bridge. They've been building it for this race. And I think they're going to have it lined up to run a really special race here as well on Friday night. Oh, indeed. Radley's ready. Like I said, he has been trained to the minute for this. Uh, I really like the way they've kind of, as you said, they've they've kind of structured it all out, you know, slowly stepping him up in distance. And the 680 at Murray Bridge is a pretty tough run as well. It's virtually the equivalent of a 730. Uh, so he's, like I said, he's a little bit of the enigma, but I reckon he's ready to go, but we'll find out on Friday night. This is a big test for him, but if anyone can do it, Radley can. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah, I just think Zipping Neutron, it's gonna got the picket fence form here behind it at Angle Park, and I think it'll uh, continue with the Premier's Cup success on Friday night. Now, moving on to the big one, Todd, the mm. 2023 Group 1 Tab Adelaide Cup, and what a race this is shaping up to be. We'll run through the field and the market, thanks to our friends at Tab as well. So Transponder in Box 1 for Jason Thompson's price at 360 Mapunga Smokey for Jeffrey Britton Box 2 is $6 into $5 in the early markets. Big Energy for Kelt and Jackie Greeno Box 3 at $3.60. Fiorano for Brenda Oki, the SA Hope at $15. Scalacci for Jihad Talji, that's your favourite there at 3 bucks from Box 5. Box 6, we have Cracker Jack Bull for Jordan Cooper, the outsider of the field at $26. Launch Code for Brooke Annis, $10 into $8 from Box 7. And box eight, another SA hope with Ashley Griffiths trained Adhana Rico, also at $26. Reserves are Weblick Wolf and Could Be King. But Todd, uh, talk us through this one, the Adelaide Cup. How do you see the final panning out? Oh, well, look, first of all, like, is it my, um, my wallet wants Scalacci, my brain says Transponder, but the Cinderella story says Fiorano. Uh, Scalacci's been my answer for the last few weeks, everything Adelaide Cup related. Uh, whether it be, you know, someone said, what's going to win? What's going to be your favourite? What's going to run the best time? If someone asked me what the time of day was, my answer was Scalacci for everything. But when they did the draw, um, I was thinking, I'm just not, not 
nothing in the middle, please. No four, five, or six. So the draw has become very, very unfavorable for him. This just, this looks so much like last year's final with Wow, she's fast. Uh, you know, with the favorite drawn in the guts as well. And we saw what box five was Wow, she's fast is undoing. Scalacci, when he's on songs, those those splits are phenomenal. I can't remember a dog running any of those splits um, I think, uh, off the top of my head. I think that's the thing for me is that first split, it's been 5-1. And these other dogs, even Big Energy last week at his best was 5-2, where if it goes to the post in 5-1, it's probably going to lead over. the race and it's pretty much going to be, you know, it's going to be race over, you think, if it gets to the lead. And that's the biggest question from box five is can it cross this field in front? And if it shows that early speed, it's still going to be really hard to beat. Yeah, this for me, this race will be decided. I know it's a 530 meter race, but this race will be decided in that first 30 meters. If Scalacci pings, box five's not a worry. Go straight to the front. Doesn't matter if you're wearing the yellow rug because you're out in front. If if you lead, could be breaking 30 seconds or at least running in the 30s. How do you run down a dog running that fast? I, mean, I don't know how you do it. Um, Scalacci's still my on top selection. Transponder beautifully drawn here. Like we can really talk about every single dog in this race. Transponder drawn to perfection with Mapunga Smokey drawn in two. And the dog, which I think, um, I, I don't like, I don't like canning a dog, but I think Big Energy is the one for me, which I'm gonna leave off. You can't put them all in. Big Energy is the dog I'm leaving out of my first four, because I think Mapunga Smokey is gonna be his worst enemy on Friday night. So Transponder in for second for mine. I am putting Fiorano in for third. Again, something's going to get a good run when the two runs wide for mine, and I keep thinking it might be Fiorano. And Thoren at the first four, launch code. I like what he did first up last week. He's he's only going to be better. Brooke Ennis, they know what they're doing when it comes to feature races as well. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting race. Transponder seemed to go a little bit wide last week, and it went a little bit right in the match race as well. So I don't know whether the box one's completely ideal for it. Speaking with some of these other trains, if it does want to push out a little bit wide, Mapunga Smokey is also a little bit the same. Mm. I don't think it maps that well for big energy in box three, but again, if it does start well, it may be in front of Mapunga Smokey and Transponder at the first post as well. So I do think it shapes up in a really interesting race with that sense. I think it does also map well for launch code to get a nice run out wide as well. If it avoids some of the trouble out there and gets to that first corner, it's going to be strong enough to run over the top of them down the back too. Uh, indeed. Well, like you said, yeah, Transponder is a little bit of a wide runner. Not as wide as Mapunga Smokey, but that's why I reckon he's going to have every chance to kind of be able to just scare a little bit to the right on the first turn when Mapunga Smokey goes bush. But again, if he gets that ideal run still, he could still have Scalacci two, three, four lengths in front of it going down the back straight. Uh, again, you can't put every dog in. Crackerjack Bull, I reckon, is a multiples chance for mine. And again, Adhana Rico, I know it's going to be the roughie of the field and that, but again, if this, last year showed anything can happen as well. And there's a few dogs here which they don't lead, or there's a few dogs which gets took out in the first turn of those wide runners. It could kind of, very similar last week, be in the right place at the right time to get through and find yourself in the first four. But I will say one thing, if Adhano Rico happens to win, I demand, if Ashley Griffith is listening to this right now, start writing your speech, Ashley, because I, I demand, I demand a speech, please. I, I, you're not, the emotion, seeing some of those pictures that Kurt Donsberg put up on the, um, last week's, the, just seeing the emotion, that's what it means to people that this kind of race as well. Like I know well aware it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Beautiful. That's fantastic. But to so many people, it's just the prestige, the honor, the, the history books, this rug, this trophy, that's what it means to so many people as well. I know I said my family won it back in 1980 as well. And my dad still talks about it to this day. I don't even know what it was worth. And he hasn't mentioned the money or anything like that because they didn't matter about the money or anything. It's the biggest race of the year in South Australia. And 
it is. A lot of people aim to win this race in a state and that as well. And I am very happy with the quality of the final we have this it's year, a, Luke. It's a fantastically quality final for the Group 1. It's a, it's a vindication for the series, I think, as well. We saw some fantastic match races mm. as well. So all four match race winners are in the final here as well. And we've got two runners that have come through the SA Derby as well in Scalacci and um, Mapunga Smokey too. So it does bode well for what the Group 1 Spring Carnival has been like here in Adelaide. You know, the chasing carnival where, you know, coming through the Derby, the Oaks, the match race, we've seen some really good performances into these Adelaide Cup heats. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Trainers, they, they plan this all out. Like this is, the, you know, they make their routine. They they aim for the cup. They said they come over for the Oaks, for the Derby, and that's to kind of see the track. They bring them over. They trial and all that. Trainers want to win this race, and that's when you know you're doing something right. That's when you know that this race means more than just a paycheck to a lot of people and that as well, a lot of the trainers, a lot of the participants and everything. Uh, and you know what? You, you've got it spot on with the match race series. That flew over my head completely then. You're right. Seeing them all in here and that as well, they still have to get through their heats and everything, obviously, except for Scalacci winning the um, match race series. But that's a, that you made a very good point then. I don't know how I missed that. Well spotted. Yeah, so it's going to be a really interesting final. I've got Mapunga Smokey on top. I actually think that this dog will get out nicely. I think it showed some good speed last week. I think it's going to sit just in behind Scalacci, and I just think it's going to have the power to run over the top of it again. I really like the run of it. You know, in the heats of the Derby, it was fantastic just behind Scalacci. Had no luck in the final there and was really impressive in the heats last week. So got Mapunga Smokey on top for Jeff Britton. Got Scalacci in second. I just think that that early speed is going to be such a big factor. And I just think it's, if it gets any sort of break, it's going to be really hard to chase down. But I think Mapunga Smokey is the one that can. Got launch code for Brooke Ennis in third. I think it's just going to get plenty of space out wide. And it's going to have a really nice run. And it'll run home really well like it did last week. And in for fourth, I've got... Uh, I'll put Transponder in for fourth. I think it's just another dog that's going to be really strong coming home, and I think it can uh, cause, uh, you know, might give some people some nervous moments in front, but yeah. I do think it's going to be one of those ones as well. So, yeah, that's my first four. But realistically, if you you sat here on Saturday morning and said any of these dogs were in the final, I think you could say all eight would win, and I don't think you'd be too surprised by that at all. Yeah, I definitely couldn't put the lines through any of these running in the first fours and trifectas. I think multiple-wise, there is so much depth in this race. Uh, my final numbers will be five Scalacci. I, I'm a man of my word. I've been saying Scalacci for weeks. I'm not going to jump off the bandwagon. Number one, Transbonder in for second. The best drawn, Fiorano in for third. Again, number four. And if it happens to win, someone get the mop buckets ready because you'll be mopping up plenty of tears from Brenda Oki. <laughs> that speech as well will be great. We might have to delay race 11. It might be that long. Um, and in for fourth, I will put the seven launch code. So five, one, four, and seven. Very, very good, Todd. Now, it's also a really bumper program on Friday night. Have you got a best bet for us here? We know at the Dogs SA on the Twitter feed, you'll have plenty of tips for Friday night. But have you got a best here for the Dogcast listeners, something you can give them to uh, kick home uh, on Friday night? I do, and I'm hoping for a little bit of odds here, and that is in the penultimate race, race 11 over to 595. It is number two, Aston Arena for Paul Fagan. Now, I know if you look aesthetically at its form, you go, oh, it's not doesn't exactly jump off the page at you, but you have a look at the dogs it's been running against. It was in the one of the heats of the Adelaide Cup, and it, I know it ran seventh, but its own time was still okay. Its own time, its last few runs have always been all right. And it's back jumping really good, right? It's been right up there all, all its last few starts to the first turn, to the winning post and that as well. Uh, it's won over to 595 a little while back too. I think it's every chance of either going straight to the front or lobbing second to the one here, Sutton Ebony, um, which stays a little bit wide. I think it can kind of bury through, get to the rails and uh, run a bit of a cheeky race. It should, it should be each way odds. So I'm going to be going race 11, number two, Aston Arena for Paul Fagan. 
Awesome. Well, I'm going to go with a couple of best bets here. I think my first one is in the consolation. I think Webleck Wolf is a fantastic Good. thing on Friday night in race five, number three, Webleck Wolf. I just think it's going to have too much speed for Could Be King and Springvale Rex. It's going to get to the front, and um, with the derby form behind it, behind Scalacci, and a really impressive run in the heats last week, I think it's going to be too good in the consolation. So that's one of my best. And the other one is uh, one of the favourites on the Dogcast here, Texas Ear, race four, number three, in the grade six, early on the card. was really impressive for Ben Rawlings last time out. I think there'll be plenty of support for this dog on course, and uh, maybe the big Texan will be there on Friday night uh, kicking at home like he was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that'd be great to get all the crows down. Look, there'll be no, uh, there'll be no need for, there was no need for a score review last start when it got the got the cash. Sorry, I had to bring it up. I do apologise. Um, yeah, I like what I saw it when it won its maiden. Um, I, I think I think this dog's got a little bit of ability there. I just I'm, I'm interested to see what happens on that first turn of a dog called um, Rico Nismo in box one runs a little bit wide. But if the Texan can clear him to the first turn, I think they, uh, I think like 97, 98, uh, it can, the crows can go back to back. Yeah, it's a really impressive night, and like there's a fantastic night of racing there as well. Our friends at Tab have got a couple of specials up, so make sure you check your Tab apps there for those specials as well for Adelaide Cup night. It's going to be a really fantastic night of racing, Todd. Hopefully, you see plenty of people on course. Um, enjoy it. If you need any more information, visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au, and we'll see you at the track on Friday night.